Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Boot and Hearth podcast. It's been a while. It's been a little bit. Um, so we took a bit of a hiatus there, um, mainly because Ted decided to go and get some culture in him. Uh, with me, with me as always, is Ted Shearer. Ted, how was your culture? You know, none of it stuck. I'm the same person I was when I went over there. And, well, that uh, was assumed. That was assumed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know. So where'd you you went you went to Paris, Paris, and you spent went a little to... time in Paris. Had a few baguettes. Saw the big tower. Uh, you know, went to church for the first time in a while. You saw and... Big Ben from Paris. That's kind of nice, yeah, man. It's dude. crazy. It's huge. Do you dude, think that? Huge. Do you think they have a London Eye in Paris? A parasite, probably. No, not oh. a parasite. Just a London <laughs> eye. Paris. Just another London eye. Yeah, yeah. The London eye too. The London Maybe. eye too. Yeah. <laughs> <in> <laughs> <Paris>. <laughs> uh, no, it was great. Paris was awesome. Uh, Did you get engaged? Even better. No, I didn't get engaged. I, oh. I, I I took myself to Paris and I came back not engaged. Sadly, Unreal. so you know. Unreal. Yeah, you, I was surprised you... I came back at all. Have you seen that? Uh, have you seen that Ted Lasso episode? Or am of course I, I have. Okay, man. all right, all right. Just, ma- just making sure. Just making sure. He took her to Paris. He took her to Paris, dude. One hundred percent. Amsterdam was fucking amazing, man. That was that was the highlight for sure, in my opinion. It was a great time. It had highly recommended if you haven't been. Great time. He's gonna be biking all over the place now. I actually went for I went for a ride. Uh, for all you Richmond locals, I went for a ride from my place, which is right next to Fountain Lake and Bird Park, over to the top of Cary Street. But I Bro, rode you put up more mileage the... on my bike. No, I I got the <laughs> I got the mountain bike right here. I saw it in the photo, man. It looks sick. It it, awesome. it is it is pretty dope. It's got a sticker on it. It's got a sticker on it that says "Hot Bodies Racing," and it's got a naked oh, chick, yeah. naked chick silhouette. <laughs> and I rode it into work, and like my company is female led, and I'm like, I need to I need to get something to cover this. Cover that up. <laughs> yeah, because it's just it's just so blatant, and it's right there, and it's just like there's no hiding it. It's like I, I might I might use the the Mama J's RVA sticker that you got Careful, me to. Uh, you're gonna get canceled. For, you're gonna get canceled for for the the bike. Dude, <laughs> I didn't even put the sticker on there, man. Unreal. Uh, um. Anyway, toast, toast before we kick this off. Yeah, yeah. Toast, toast to uh, toast to you being a Euro traveler. Yeah, glad you made it back in one piece. Dude. So your buddy's a Lons fan. RC Lens, uh huh. Racing yep, club, for Racing, Racing club Lens. Yeah, rivaled uh, only by the Tottenham Tottenham Hotspur go kart team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love. I so I looked this up when when I I was dabbling in league uh, for a bit, um, and I looked up uh, Lens's um, to figure out like what their history is in racing they don't have a lick of history in racing at least from like from like what wikipedia had to say about it they don't have any background in racing so i don't get why they're called racing club but um, wait not not at all how far back do you go i dude i went to the i went to the beginning of fucking lawns I, i went to the to the very beginning of their existence um 
But anyway, so Lance, did you are you an Ajax fan now too with your uh, with your stint in Amsterdam? Are you kidding me? I'm a Lucas Mora fan. Uh, I just <laughs> I just saw that that clip just popped up on my feet again um, the other week, and it like Dude, they, his they, his ball control in that moment is just like absolutely legendary. They can't they can't stop posting that clip. Okay, they just can't. All right. It's because Tottenham's done nothing since that clip. So well, I mean, the anniversary also just rolled around. So like, fair enough. But yeah, sure. Um, I watched that live. That was one of the most magical moments. Yeah, and it's all been downhill since. Yeah. To be fair, it's also deep. been downhill for Ajax as well. So um, I think that game broke both teams. Um, so speaking of Champions League. Um, we're going to take it a bit light today. We're going to get back into the swing of things, but we do have two very competitive battles on both sides of the table. Um, first one that we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the more, more happy one, the, the one that we both can speak to, uh, the race for champions league. Yep. Um, so right now as the premier league table stands, you have, Newcastle in third on 65 points. Uh, Man United in fourth on 63. Liverpool in fifth on 62. Tottenham in sixth on 57. And in seventh is Brighton on 55. So the reason I bring up Brighton and seventh is because they have two games in hand on liverpool now they are seven points back so if liverpool went out then it won't matter and those game in hands are newcastle and man city but do do you think that there's a chance that liverpool makes it into champions league Yeah, Newcastle yeah, and Man United have a game in hand on. Liverpool. I'm gonna be honest. I think if you if you keep playing, and I have no idea why you wouldn't. If you keep playing Alexander Arnold in that like inverted wing back type thing, if you keep playing him in playing him in, in the midfield, I think I think you you overtake Man United and you steal their spot. Um. Because I Man United is still like, like as good as 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 good as their form has been for the most part lately. I think they are still more inconsistent than Liverpool. Currently. I mean, do they have four points out of a possible twelve in their last four games? Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, like, and that's like their their losses are to Brighton and West Ham. Now, granted, they beat Aston Villa, but all of those games were one nothings. So, I mean, like, they're not scoring anymore. So their final four games are Wolves, Bournemouth, Chelsea, and Fulham. This is Man United or Liverpool? Yeah, Man United. Man United. United. So, I mean, Wolves, Bournemouth, Chelsea, Fulham. Those are mid-table, all of them. And, like, what what about y'all? Who do y'all have left? We have Southampton, Aston Villa, and Leicester. So, I mean, the thing is, I feel like we can win out, but I also don't see a scenario where Manchester United loses two of these games. 
I think we I think, need. I think we need them to lose two of these games. I don't know if we I need them to draw. West Ham is tricky. Like no, West no, Ham no. It's it's Wolves, Bournemouth, Chelsea, Fulham. That's Man United. Yeah, yeah. Fulham could be tricky. I think Mitrovic might be back for that because that's the last game of the season. Um. Bournemouth, they've been playing well. I think they can sneak up on them. I mean, dude, like they're not scoring goals really right now. So what I'm saying, man, I think they're. I don't know. Like you're assuming that they just rattle off these wins in these in in, in the home stretch here. I don't think they're as rock solid as maybe you think they are. That's true. I mean, out of their last six games, they've scored a goal in open play in one of them. It was the tot. So the Tottenham Man United game, they scored two goals. Other than that, they their last six games, they have not scored a single goal. Oh no, no, they scored a goal in the Aston Villa game. So they've scored one goal in their last. They've scored three goals in their last six games total. I mean, it's just like I think I think they could drop points, but I think they could drop points to Wolves. I I think Wolves could do something to them. Oh, sorry, not to interrupt, but but we just got a new subscriber to the pod here. So I just uh, want to shout him out real quick. Thank you. Thanks for uh dropping in. Who's who's the who's the new subscriber? It's uh poor poor Patra. I don't I I might be butchering that. I apologize. You absolutely butchered that. But thank well, you. Thank you, Paw Patrol. No, Paw yeah. Patra. Yeah. I either way, it. they they say Madrid's gonna win uh the uh the semifinal here and potentially oh i hope i mean i i i hope beyond hope that that we can pivot here for a second because that game was incredible and i wanted real madrid to win that so bad i felt like they had it for a lot of it but then the second half they just kind of fell off and that kevin de bruyne goal was just amazing Oh, I mean, De Bruyne, De Bruyne is is absolutely insane. It kind of just felt inevitable that they were going to score, but to do it in that kind of fashion was was insane. Vinicius's goal was insane as well. They were both good goals. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, absolutely, absolutely great goals. But I mean, like the 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 ease at which Real Madrid places plays these games is just insane like i remember like when they were playing liverpool and they were down two goals at the beginning of the game and then they just came back and scored five like the 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 nonchalant not necessarily nonchalant but the the assurance that they play with is is confidence and i don't think there's a team that could beat them or could beat man city other than um, other than uh, Real Madrid, I don't know why that took me so hard to to finish that finish that. Point. I think but, I think in that semifinal matchup, I think Real Madrid definitely comes out on top. I since I've watched them this season in the like like every game I've seen them in the Champions League this season, they they've looked dominant, and and they looked as dominant as they did last year, and and it, maybe even more so because Vinicius has just kind of come into his own. Um, and uh, like as as good as Man City is with De Bruyne and Holland, I and all the talent that they have on that team, I they don't look as as nearly cohesive as, as Real does. Dude, I 
genuinely will never bet against a La Liga team against a Premier League team. I don't care how much money you put into the Premier League. Betting against a La Liga team against them is is not a good idea, especially when it's Real Madrid. We should come up with like a like a like a, a moniker for that kind that effect, you know, that 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 specific phenomena. Because I feel like that's not like that's that's almost a tradition at this point. That just the way it. Happens. No, I mean it's Sevilla, it's Atletico Madrid, and it's knockout games. Let me be yeah. clear: it's knockout games. The group stage moment. games don't. Yeah, yeah, group stage games. I wouldn't necessarily apply this, but the knockout games, yes, 100%. But I uh, deviated a little bit there into the, the Champions League out of our... But we're, yeah. talking, we're talking next year's Champions League right now. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I mean, I I just want to say, poor Petra, that we're all on board with Real Madrid winning that 100%. Hope they, hope they take him down. Um, so, I can see man united dropping points but i don't know if i'm not banking on it i think it's more likely than not that they don't drop points and they win out and they they keep the champions league place albeit by the skin of their teeth but my next question for you is who will be the second um europa league spot because right now Tottenham's in it. Do you really think Tottenham holds on to the second Europa League spot? I think honestly, I think Ryan Mason found found a bit of traction here. I think he found a bit of a foothold in in his tactical changes, um, and he's he's finally tweaked it a little bit so that we're running a four four two at times and then transitioning into a three four three on attack, and putting Emerson in the fullback position has really kind of transformed our defense. So I think there's a good chance we hold on. Um, I wouldn't put it past us to sink out uh, to slip out of it, but um, for right now, yeah, no, I've actually I feel pretty good for for the first time in a long time about what we got going on. Brighton's end of the season is really tough too. I'll, yeah. I'll be straight up. Brighton's end of the season is Arsenal, Newcastle, Southampton, Man City, Aston Villa. The only one that of those that is an easy game is Southampton. Um, the rest of those are going to be really tough. That being said, this Brighton team is really good, but um, it's it's going to be a tall tall order for them for the second half of the season. Do you oh, think there's oh. any chance that that Aston Villa could challenge for that last spot? I mean, Aston Villa Aston Villa have Tottenham, Liverpool, and Brighton for their last three games of the season. I'm trying to think. Let me look at their their recent results um, i mean dude they're they're second or third they're top three in the form table since since unai emery came on board he's revolutionized that team they've lost the last two but they were on a run before that i could see it i'm not gonna rule it out i don't think it's likely though i don't i think okay. brighton brighton deserby's too good of a manager to to let the slide continue and and I think I I mean I've said it before I've been betting on Brighton all all season man they're 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 a good team I think I think they could benefit from even Conference League I think that would be really fun to watch in the Conference League but I I I I think um, yeah I don't see them I don't see them challenging for Europe 
And I think it'd be tough ask for Brighton to make it into Europe with those final games, especially. So Tottenham's got Aston Villa, Brentford, Leeds, West Ham. So we no, got no, 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 no. Aston Villa, Tottenham, what Leeds? We Aston got a, Villa, um, Brentford, Leeds. Sorry, a, a new a new chatter, a new member of the community here asking what our favorite teams are. So hello, hello, Mister Big Boy. Um, I am Liverpool, um, Ted. And I am a, a, a diehard Spurs fan. No matter how dark it gets, I'll, I'll stand now, by my team. We will say that this is not a, a... We end up speaking maybe a bit more about those two teams because we support them and we know more about them, but we try to make this as, as well-rounded of a Premier League podcast as... Um, as possible. So ask about Ali Adnan. I'm hoping I said that right. If that's a Spurs player, no, man. As far as here's, I, I gotta confess here. I'm I'm a fairly recent Spurs fan, as of probably our Champions League run um, back in the the uh, 2020. That was 2017. He's bringing oh. up he's bringing up Ali Adnan because Ali Adnan is an Udinese uh, Udinese uh, legend. Yeah, he's he's, he's got bill. a few caps of. Yeah, um, our Italian expert, our, our, you, our Serie A expert. Yes, but you'll never walk alone, uh, Mr. Big Boy. One hundred percent. Stick to us and and fuck the Spurs. Um, <laughs> so I I I think. Um, I think uh, I think it's a tall order for Brighton to to make it in there. The the crazy thing about this is Brighton have had three apologies from the PGMOL for blown calls in games. Now, so of the three, how many were game changing though? Like how many? I think I think I think at least two of them were. I mean, I think one of them they would have gotten one point from one of the games. I don't know if it would have caused a win from any of the games. Um, I'm going to look it up, but I mean, dude, this is like, this is insane. Yeah. Referee just stole Brighton's win. So, so one of them was a, a, uh, game changing call. Yeah. One of the, one of them was, would have given them three points. So, I mean, they, they've lost at least four points from, from. Uh, I mean, right there, they steal our they steal our spot if you give them those points. Well, um, uh, then, then, yeah, I mean, they they they're screwed. I wonder what Howard Webb does in the second half of the season, just to, uh, or not the second half of the season, but next year, just to like like you can't keep making apologies from this. Brighton will lose out on Europe almost definitely because of these blown calls. I think there's VR, VAR changes coming this the end of the season. I re- I mean, I think they'd be insane to at least not tweak it a little bit. So we'll see. I think I have faith that they might. I mean, I don't know. I, I honestly, man, we've we've had the whole the whole VAR rant. I don't really want to yeah, get into yeah. it too much. I think he's looking to change it though. They're going to start releasing the audio. Did you see that? I mean, but like, what's that gonna do? What's no, that gonna it's do? gonna it's gonna hold them more accountable. It's like I think he's trying to move away from the from the aspect of VAR being some like cushy it's job. 
hold them accountable, sure, but like even still, it's all post post facto. You know, it's no. all after the result. No, no, I think I think there's a big pivot with the VAR stuff with with all of the all of the people who retired and thought they could just sit at the desk um, okay. to do it. I think they're getting rid of a lot of that. But all right, so just to just to kind of put a bow on this top four conversation here. Give me your your augmented or or consistent top four that you see going into the end of the season here. Um, I think it's Newcastle, Man United, Liverpool, Tottenham, Brighton. I think your that's top, your top four. No, I'm saying no, no, no. I'm saying the the last European spots. Man City and Arsenal oh. staying. Second, I'm saying Newcastle third, Man United fourth, Liverpool fifth, Tottenham sixth, Brighton seventh. Gotcha. So you see no change here? No, no, probably uh, not. I, this is going to make you happy, man. I definitely see y'all sneaking into that top four spot. Maybe. I really do. I think um, it's I think it's possible. I, I think it's definitely possible. Uh, Trent, Trent in the midfield has cha- transformed your team. That's the thing. He's still starting at right back, though. Like, it's not like he's made a complete transition to... He's not really right back. No, no, but defensively, when we fall into defensive formation, he's he's on the right there. And when we're out of... When we're out of... um, When we're playing, like, yes, he falls into the middle and is in a double pivot with Fabinho, but there's no one that pops down to the right side. So, I mean, we're kind of lopsided right now. Uh, But I do think, and we can talk about this in the offseason, I do think there's a very legitimate conversation about moving Trent to midfield and buying a right back rather than buying a midfielder and keeping Trent at right back. Like, a right back is going to be a hell of a lot cheaper and I think that's something that we can do. Also, we still have Calvin Ramsey. He's just been injured the entire year. Um, but see again, that's like somebody I've been, I literally have no idea who that is. Um, <laughs> has it, has he played at all this season? Um, no, not really. I, I, I mean, he's played in a bit of a cup games, but I, I, I think uh, Mr. Big Boy brings up a good point here. Do we we are talking about the top four acting like one and two is locked in. Do you think there's a chance that Man City can uh Man City Man City is a point up on Arsenal with a game in hand. I here's so I think Man City right now <laughs> Yeah, thanks, Nate. Sorry. Um but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, right now. I think there's a good chance, especially with Man City kind of like in the heat of the Champions League. I could definitely see them maybe losing a little bit of focus and slipping up in the in the, in the league, um, which you know Arsenal just has to take take advantage of. That being said, I think Arsenal have looked very leggy the past few games. So mm-hmm. who knows? I think I think Arsenal is probably going to collapse like they did um, like they did last year. So. Um, at the end of the year, I just don't think they're going to be able to close it out. Um, so yeah, I think, I think city's probably going to finish with it too. I yeah, love, we, I, lo- I love yeah. big boys prediction of Liverpool yeah. in third. I will take that. I will cash that, is, that in right now. Stop the yeah. count, throw it in there. <laughs> That's what we're going with. Yeah. Um, Dude, let me smell whatever you're smoking. <laughs> um, 
So, so we've talked about the relegation conversation. Yes, yes. Let's move into the far more interesting side of things. The the relegation side of things. I Southampton done. I think yeah 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 they're they're not they're not staying up. Um, Now we have Leeds in nineteenth with thirty points. We have Leicester in eighteenth with thirty points. We have Everton in 17th with 32, and Nottingham Forest in 16th with 33. That's I would say those are the players. I don't think Bournemouth or West Ham are in this fight anymore. Do you agree with that? I think, yeah, I think they're pretty safe at this point, I would say. Which is insane, because Bournemouth has a negative 30 core differential. I know. Well, that's thanks to Liverpool giving them the absolute beatdown. I mean, True, true. They would be they would be negative twenty one without that game. Um, so give me your give me your your three locks for relegation, and then give me. I mean, I don't want to say two, but give me your your one. You think out of those two that is that is going down? Okay, I mean Southampton's locked in. I don't think Everton's getting relegated. Okay. I just I like I I, I genuinely don't. It, th- them taking the points off of Brighton was insane. I think they can take points off Wolves in theory. I could have told you that when they hired Sean Dyche, man. He's, and they could take he... off Bournemouth. Yeah, I I don't think Everton gets relegated. I think they're good to go. I genuinely I think Leicester gets relegated. I think it's Leicester and Leeds. I mean, Leicester has Liverpool and Newcastle in their last two games. I could see them maybe taking a point off of West Ham at the end of the season when they have something to play for and West Ham doesn't really. And West Ham is also in continental competition. They're still in the UECL. Uh, so that can push through to the end of the season. They could be super tired, not really give a shit about the league. So I could see them winning that game. But Leicester are just so bad, dude. They They're looked awful, man. awful in full. And every single week, like even through this conversation, you, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that I think Leicester can take points of, off of West Ham. Let, like week in week out, I think Leicester can do better than they have done. Like every time I see them looking at the, my initial thought is, oh, they can they can win that game. But they, you just get into the game and they have 10, 15 minutes in every game where they just absolutely forget to play the sport. I mean, yeah, it's like like I. I it's like they have chips in their brains from like Kingsman or something, and it just gets turned on, and they turn into like U nine soccer, and then they just lose, and then they lose the points, and they can't score. I mean, it's just... imagine imagine conceding five goals in twenty minutes. Couldn't be Spurs. Couldn't. No. Be. Oh yeah. my god, dude! Imagine. Uh, no, no, no. I completely agree. That that Fulham game was disgraceful. I mean, uh. Vinicius had a goal at 18 minutes. I mean, mm-hmm. William had one at nine. I mean, it's it, it's exactly what you're saying, and and it, it was just it was bad. It was so bad. I remember watching it and thinking like, you know, like this is this this is championship football. <laughs> uh, dude, they well, and the thing is, like, they're gonna lose so many. Um. They're going to lose so many players. I mean, they're going to lose Dewsbury Hall, probably. They're going to lose Madison. They're going to lose Tielemans. Sure. Uh, Harvey Barnes. I mean, like, 
they're going to get gutted. And I don't yep. know how they're going to do uh, coming out of that. I mean, it's just, it, it's, I just, I don't see Lester making it out. They're, like, they've, they've left it too late, and I just don't think they can do anything about it. And I also don't think Dean Smith is the person that can really save them. Um, and I think my second team is Leeds. Honestly, I think my second team is Leeds. I mean, even even though they just brought in Big Sam and Big Sam's in there for four games to get it launched and and do something about it. Um, I mean, they've got Newcastle, West Ham, and Tottenham. They can they can win against West Ham in theory. Um, and they, I, mean, I think they, they, they could. They crushed us. They crushed us last time they played us. Talking I, about Leicester. No, I'm talking about Leeds. Leeds. All right, yeah, no, Leeds, Leeds can't be this. Leeds is Leeds is Newcastle, West Ham, and Tottenham. I, I just maybe with Big Sam they can pull that off, but I I I have more faith in Everton and Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest games though are Chelsea, Arsenal, and Crystal Palace. I could see them taking it to Chelsea. I could see them I could see them beating Chelsea and I could see them beating or drawing Crystal Palace. So I mean Who's your who's your fourth team that you could see out of the out of like I guess I mean if you want to include Bournemouth and West Ham you can but you've already no, kind of said no. they're I, out of Forest, it. It's between... Forest, I I would say it's between Forest City and Forest Leicester and Leeds and I think Leicester and Leeds are the ones to go down. Okay. All right. What about what about you? So I mean I, that Everton result was kind of mind changing. Uh, yeah. That was kind of just proof of concept, essentially. And again, I've already said I have a huge belief in Sean Dyche. It's like literally his job to keep teams <laughs> out of relegation. Um, Southampton is hopeless. Leeds is rudderless. Leicester looks like absolute dog shit. Um, I. Not. Forest is just such an absolute wild card i have no idea what they're going to do on a weekly basis and the fact that they let's see when did they beat brighton is that two weeks ago it was no that was... never mind they didn't beat brighton but they did beat southampton uh i don't know man i could see i could see either Leicester or Forest going down. I don't think Everton's going down. I see Leeds and Southampton as locks. Um, okay, you see Leeds as a lock. Okay, so it's yeah. between Leicester and Leicester and uh, Forest. Forest, yeah, yeah. I think that sounds about right. Um, I hope Forest stay up. Honestly, I really hope Forest stay up. If I had to bet between the two, I would. I would lean towards Leicester just because they're more established and that's not saying a lot mm -hmm. yeah we'll see what ends up coming from that it, it's it's gonna suck to see Brendan Aronson and Tyler Adams get relegated I don't know what's gonna happen with Weston McKinney um I kind of American experience the American experience experiment never got off the ground it did have enough time but everybody's gonna look at it as a failure yeah I I kind of hope that um Adams and Aronson stay and they prove themselves and they help bring Leeds back up. I think that would be 
a major show of adversity, like like battling through adversity from them, and I think it would, uh, I think it would be really confidence building going into um, the uh, World Cup. Um, but that's way down the road. Um, yeah, yeah, I th- I think we're both in agreement. It's between the it's between Forest, um, Leicester, and Leeds. I just I. I hope I hope Everton don't bottle it. So we'll see. Um, I don't know. I I I we covered essentially what I wanted to cover. Um, I just kind of wanted to 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 get your sense on on where we're feeling for this uh, for the for the battle for European football and the relegation. Yeah, we didn't really. We don't have a whole lot to talk about this pod. It's going to be a shorter one than normal. Uh, that's not to say we're ending it quite yet, but yeah, I think that is about everything. We were just going to kind of go over everything and reemphasize that we will be back with the normally scheduled programming in the future. I assume. Mm-hmm. Um, are we gonna Are we gonna shift to Sundays? Is that the plan? We were talking about that. Yeah, I think the plan is a shift to Sundays. Um, we might not be able to shift to Sunday this weekend because um, my girlfriend and I are playing host uh, to um, one of her friends. So I think it will be a Wednesday or Tuesday or Wednesday pod for us uh, next week. Uh, but uh, the the idea, at least through the maybe through the end of the season, maybe we stick with the current schedule. But the idea is to switch to Sundays at some point. Uh, Why don't so- we? Um- Sorry, not to cut you off, but why don't we end the pod recording here, interact a little bit with chat, because we do have some questions coming in. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to the pod. Really appreciate it. Um, sorry for this being a bit shorter, but uh, we promise uh, we'll be back and better than ever as time goes on. And you can reach us at the Boot and Hearth podcast um, on uh, G- er, Boot and Hearth, at gmail.com. And you can also check out our Discord at uh, the Boot and Hearth in Discord. I think you can just search that up and it should come up. Mm-hmm. Um, and feel free to join that. You can also find us on this Twitch channel uh, at uh, Suave IV or the main channel, the Boot and Hearth podcast on Twitch. Um, feel free to reach out. You know, we love, we're, we're kind of trying to build a community here of people who just want to relax and, and shoot the shit about soccer, football, whatever you call it. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, and uh, we'll catch you later. Bye.